Hello, everybody, and welcome to another St. Michael Youth Ministry podcast. As always, it is Fraz, and I'm here with my friend Marco. Uh, Marco, thanks for joining me today uh, on the yeah. podcast. And um, I want to do a special podcast today on hope. Um, I know that you are a big fan and proponent of hope, uh, and I thought maybe <laughs> you could speak to our young people on that topic, because I think it's something we all need to hear right now. So. Totally. I'm just laughing at the idea that I'm a fan of hope. Like, who's not a fan of hope? Everybody should be oh, a there's, fan of hope, right? No, there's totally, like, <laughs> Debbie Downers out there who are like, no, no, no hope. <laughs> they would still at least say that they want to have hope. They I don't just know. don't see a lot of reason for it. <laughs> I guess, I guess. And you know what I would say to that Debbie Downer? You are actually more positioned for hope than you realize you are. And, and so it's a good segue uh, into understanding what the Bible actually says about hope. I think I spent the majority of my life, uh, and I'm kind of an older guy now, as is probably obvious from the gray <laughs> in my lustrous beard. Um, but uh, I spent the majority of my life uh, believing a distinctly American lie that um, I wasn't aware of. Uh, and, it, and, and it was the idea that optimism or wishful thinking and hope are the same thing. Hmm. Um, and so optimism, which is, you know, being positive and hmm. upbeat as opposed to a Debbie Downer or a pessimist. Right. right. Um, but optimism's good. I'm not here to bag on optimism. I'd much rather hang out with a group of optimists than a bunch of Eeyores who are like, <laughs> it'll never work. Right. Yep. So optimism. Yay. That's fine. If you need a little bit of juice for a sprint. Right. Right. But if you're having a year like we've had mm -hmm. and you're struggling with stress and anxiety or depression and just weariness, I think even people who aren't having like really significant uh, issues are still weary. Oh yeah. And you're wondering, how do I get out of bed and actually move into this day? Uh, you know, with any sense of hope or purpose, um, then optimism isn't going to do it for you. Right. We need more than that. Um, I, I had a brutal year, um, as I think you're aware of, yeah. Raz. um, so, you know, both my parents died of COVID and, um, and we moved my very old and feeble mother-in-law in with us. Uh, so now we do 24-7 care of her. Um, mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we constantly discovered, like this morning, I was taking out the trash and I found that it was like full of liquid coffee. And I'm realizing that oh. she keeps dumping her coffee into the trash, oh, right? No. So yeah. It's that kind of thing all the time, right? And then my, my ministry that I lead has struggled financially, which is so common for so many people too. And, you know, it's, it's been a hard, hard year and yeah. I, I need hope, not optimism, mm -hmm. right? Just putting a bumper sticker on my car um, or slapping on a happy face. Uh, it's right. just not going to cut it. So here's the reality that I was a few years ago, I was, I, there's a whole story into this that I, I don't think I'll take the time to tell, but um, I had an aha it's actually mm -hmm. on a street in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. And um, I had an aha that uh, the people that I was interacting with had experienced a deeper level of pain and struggle than I'd ever experienced in my life. And yet they seem to, to have more hope than me. Yeah. And in that moment, I remembered a verse that I had memorized as a little kid, but hadn't thought of for years. And it, it's this verse from the book of Romans where Paul writes, 
Uh, we rejoice in our suffering because suffering produces perse perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Mm -hmm. And it dawned on me, these people are experiencing hope because of their suffering, not in spite of it. And I started looking through the Bible and it's just this story that repeats itself over and over in the Old Testament and the New Testament that, that real hope starts in a place of, I'm going to use a big word here, Exile. Some of mm. you know what that word means. Maybe some of you don't. Exile in the formal way is like the forced removal from your home country. But I want to suggest all of us have experienced all kinds of exile over the last years. You've had, you've experienced forced removal of your normal patterns of friendship and mm. hanging out together. You've uh, experienced forced removal from your normal daily rhythms, including things that give you joy like your involvement in sports or choir or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. All of these removals have put us in a place of living in exile in many ways. And that's hard. But the good news is that it's the starting place of hope. Yeah. And that when we're honest about our dissatisfaction, Paul writes in another verse in Romans, who hopes for what they already have? We <laughs> hope for what we want to happen. And my, my definition of hope then is, a, a confidence that God continues to author a story. So there's this honest acknowledgement without controlling it that I'm not happy with the way things are. Mm -hmm. And then we offer that as a prayer to God and Jesus shows up and with Jesus comes hope. It's like a combo platter, right? When I go to the Chick-fil-A drive through I'm going for the nuggets. Now, maybe you're a Chick-fil-A sandwich person. That's fine. I like those too, but I really like the nugs. I always get the combo meal because I like the waffle fries, right? I don't go for the waffle fries. I go for the nugs, but the fries come with it. And I'm always happy with them, especially when I dip them in a combination of Chick-fil-A sauce and Polynesian sauce. <laughs> so he, the parallel is you draw close to Jesus, you get hope as part of the combo. Yeah. Right. That's they go together. You can't really pursue hope by itself. You pursue Jesus and hope comes as part of the deal. Um, and, and it comes amidst our pain and struggle. So don't run away from the pain of this last year. Be honest about it and then hold it out uh, uh, as a prayer to God saying, I can't fix this on my own. I need Jesus to draw near to me. And then we receive hope as a gift. So if you're struggling, if it's been a hard year for you, okay, I get it. It has been for me too. I don't like it. I'm not saying that you should just put on a happy face and um, think it's all good. No, it's not good. It's been hard yeah. to be honest about that, but realize we're in the perfect place for an inpouring of hope into our lives that comes with the presence of Jesus. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think I could say anything better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, so I think I will just say, Marco, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I hope I hope our young people here, especially in your conversation, it's okay when things aren't okay. Yeah, um, but it's not yeah. okay. It's not okay to live there. Um, that mm -hmm. it's it's about pursuing that relationship with Christ and finding hope and, and joy in that. Um, didn't say everything's gonna be perfect, but at nope. least that pursuit, um, yep. can, can help to get us there. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for joining me, uh, on this special podcast on hope. 
And uh, we hope that everybody that's listening to this finds a little bit of joy uh, and finds uh, a deeper relationship with Christ uh, this Lenten season and beyond. So have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.